I'm Yonason Goldson, Director of Ethical Imperatives with my new friend, Scott Ferguson. And if you really want to level up, please listen to our conversation. I mean, Scott has he's so much energy, made me energetic uh, more than I usually am. And we had a great discussion about ethics, values, and the purpose of life. Time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. We're at episode 227 with my really good friend, Jonasin Goldson from Ethical Imperatives. And I have pages upon pages of notes um, that, again, this is a free masterclass from Jonasin. Uh, the man is well-traveled. man is well-versed. He's just amazing. So I'm just going to kind of shut up and get right into the interview. So sit back, relax. Again, break out your notebooks because here comes my really good friend, Jonas and Goldson from Ethical Imperatives. Let's level up. Time to shine today, Podcast Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I got my good friend here that was referred to me by a really good friend of mine, Finian, which... Um, you've heard his show, he rocked the mic, but Jonasin Goldson, he works with leaders to create a culture of ethics that builds trust, sparks initiative, and drives productivity. He's a director of Ethical Imperatives, LLC. He's a TEDx speaker, community rabbi, recovered hitchhiker, which you have to go to his about page um, and read the story about this. This guy is fantastic. And he's an author of hundreds of articles and six books applying ancient rabbinic, he's going to correct me in this, rabbinic wisdom to the modern secular world. And I'm going to have a giveaway at the end. So make sure you stay on and hear this story and the knowledge nuggets that Jonasin's going to drop. I'm going to have a, a giveaway for Grappling with the Gray uh, book that will be signed by my good friend Jonasin. So Jonasin, thank you for coming on. Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? My favorite color is sky blue. Sky blue. Why is that? Well, the sages tell us that blue reminds us of the sea, and the sea reminds us of the sky, and the sky reminds us of the kingdom of heaven. Yes. So yeah, there seems I... to be an extra step in there. Why do you have to go from the sea to the sky? Because everything <laughs> physical is a reflection of some deeper spiritual truth. Wow. And if we train ourselves to look at the world that way, we won't get caught up in the, in the illusions and the deceptions of the material world will will remain connected to the more important fundamental truths that make life worth living. That's squad. He just came super strong right off the start. And that's why I knew this was going to go here. I, I love this guy and you have to check out his YouTube channel. Everything will be in the show notes. Don't go there now, but make sure you hear this story. So let's get this story here, Jonas, and with the kind of the hitchhiking and how it really that kind of the base of stuff kind of started into where you're such a go-giver and helping people level up. I don't know if I've been called that before, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, I graduated from the University of California with a degree in English. What do you do with a degree in English? I don't necessarily recommend you do what I did, but I took mine and I went hitchhiking cross country for half a year, uh, went backpacking across Europe for half a year. And then I ended up in Israel where much to my surprise, through an unlikely series of events, I ended up in a rabbinic seminary, rabbinic college. And if you don't know what that is, neither did I. <laughs> but um, it changed my, my entire life. I, I reconnected with, not really reconnected, I connected with my Jewish roots and my Jewish heritage. And I discovered this vibrant culture of deep thought, profound wisdom, and, uh, and uh, really committed community. 
stayed in Israel for nine years, met my wife, had her first two kids. And then I started on my career as a high school teacher, teaching high school, teaching the values that I had I had learned and discovered to young people so that they could have the you know, access to the wisdom wow. that, uh, that had changed my life, inspired me. So I taught for one year in Budapest, Hungary, uh, two years in Atlanta, Georgia, and 20 years in St. Louis, where I live now. And in 2016, I retired from teaching and I started my business as a speaker and trainer and coach, uh, helping professionals recognize why good ethics is good business. Are you bilingual or trilingual or what's your story? <laughs> I there? try to be lingual. Um, I, uh, I, I can get by in Hebrew um, if I really have to. Um, not, not terribly adept. I, God gave me the capacity for one language really well, and that's English. <laughs> <laughs> me too. So where did you grow up then, Jonathan? In California? Uh, to the extent I grew up, I grew up in Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, I escaped after high school. Okay. <laughs> uh, went to college in Northern California. Got it. And okay. uh, been been around the block a couple of times since then. Was your family deep into the Jewish, for lack uh, like lifestyle, mm. religion? Not at all. Okay. All right. I, I never had a bar mitzvah ceremony. Okay. Never learned the aleph base, the alphabet. Um, really had no, I mean, I knew I was Jewish. I knew it mm. meant something, mm -hmm. but... I couldn't have articulated why it was important. I did, hadn't studied anything about it. And so, you know, discovering who we are, I mean, you know, we talked about that a lot. Sure. Right? We, we, no, all want to find, we all want to find ourselves. Our roots. Absolutely. And the only reason why I ask is like, I'm from Detroit area and like West Bloomfield, Bloomfield Hills is a really big Jewish community. Like probably 40, 50% of my friends growing up were Jewish. I just wonder if there's a big community that you grew up with in there, out there. So excellent. So you understand, what do you, think makes a great ethical leader? Well, um, I, I like to use the acronym ethics, that an ethical leader is somebody who feels empathy. That's the E, right? to know your people, know their pain, know their joy, their hopes, their fears, their desires. Uh, the T is trustworthiness. And that means not only that you are trusted, but you are willing to trust others. The H is humility which uh, Rick Warren tells us humility is not thinking of less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. <laughs> and it's the willingness and to say, I don't know. I might've been wrong asking for input from others. So everybody feels like they're contributors. Um, the, the eyes inquisitiveness, always having that sense. We all want to be learners, lifelong learners. There's always more to learn and everybody knows something you don't. Yes. The C is courage because sometimes, you know, and being inquisitive, admitting we're wrong, that makes us feel vulnerable. Yeah, Sharing power, empowering others, right? Yes. Be a strong person to do that. And the S is self-discipline because this is not a checklist that you go down and mark off all the boxes. It's a process <laughs> that you have to go through again and again and again. Wow. That, that's strong it, with that, the acronym that you, that you, that you use. That's beautiful. So, when you're starting to work with either young people or a new group of people, now do you handle people one-to-one, -one, Jonasen, or are you more a group? Well, um, you know, when, when I, when I taught, it was obviously a classroom. Um, sure. I also work with people individually, still oh, do. Nice. In my professional life, I, I, I love the keynote. I mean, okay. that's my passion. There's nothing like standing in front of a large group of people, giving them, giving them information, inspiring them, entertaining them, and giving them a takeaway. 
the best comment I ever got in an evaluation was I didn't look at my cell phone once. Love it. <laughs> you, you, you carry that stage, man. I, I, I've watched your YouTube videos and you're, you're great. You interact with people. It's almost like you're being empathy. Your first E in the ethics is like, you're looking through their eyeballs to you. And I, I really appreciate that from a fellow speaker. Um, Cause that's one of the first things that I learned <laughs> was actually being them while I'm up on stage and seeing that. So thank you for being awesome at that. So when you're starting to work with somebody, maybe one-to-one Jonas and is, you have any secret sauce you don't mind sharing about maybe helping them find their blind spots? Um, you know, it's so hard to generalize, but you know, it all starts with listening. Um, you know, it, it's so easy to hear something quickly identify, Oh, I know what the problem is. Yes. And you have to let people talk. Yes, sir. <laughs> You have to have conversations and just let, let it flow for a while because very often the real problem will emerge gradually over time. Very often we don't know what our own problems are. And it's that, it's that process of this process of exploration. You know, I was, I was in a taxi cab once in Israel and uh, my, my, uh, my, one of my friends was sitting in the front seat. I was with a few other friends in the back seat and the driver, he just, he had an attitude. He didn't like us because we were religious and uh, he was you know, going off. And, and I was just thinking, okay, just <laughs> let's take us where we want to go, please. Go, please. <laughs> but my friend in the front seat, he, he wanted to engage him. Ooh. And, you know, they're back and forth and back and forth. And I'm just listening to all this. And then just as we're stepping out the door of the, of the cab, he gets, he gets to the heart of the issue. Where all this anger comes from and all this animosity, and he had to drag my friend out. He didn't want to leave. He didn't want to get out of the cab at that point. He finally got there. I love that. So when you're working with a client, or maybe even before you're still in a discovery period, Jonasen, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? <laughs> That's really interesting. Um Gosh, I think that what it, what it comes down to, so many of us, we get caught up in what we think is success. And my definition of success is fulfilling the potential that we have in a way that contributes to a better world. Wow. So I suppose the question would be, what is my unique talent? What is my unique potential? Yes. What am I in the world for? And the answer wow. is never to make money. Never, exactly. It's a good thing. I'm all in favor of making money. But wow. that will come more naturally if we are aligned with our own purpose. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That, I got notes squatted. You better be taking them because that, that's just magical. That's those knowledge nuggets are just. Well, that's the question. I've never even that's thought awesome. of that before. So that you just brought that out of me. <laughs> that you, but it, you answer it like a rock star. Cause a lot of people, when I ask that question, Jonas are like deer in the headlight. They're like, Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, they are, you know, it's like a lot of times, you know, being me and a coach, I wish people would ask me what I think that I expect of them. 
um, sometimes. But what you just said with, you know, the unique talents, you know, aligned with your own purpose and also your definition of, of success is fulfilling potential we have in a way that contributes to a better world. That's all just solid, solid gold knowledge nuggets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, Jonasson, have you ever seen the movie Back to the Future? Yes. Okay. Let's go back with Marty McFly. Let's get in that, that DeLorean. Let's go back to the 22-year-old Jonasson. What kind of knowledge nuggets would you drop on him to maybe help him level up quicker, shorten his learning curve, or blast through? Maybe slow down. Okay. Uh, I've always felt this impatience to get to the next thing. Hmm. And so sometimes when I get to the next thing, I'm not quite ready for it. No, I enjoy the journey a little bit. Right. And, and well, you know, enjoy the journey is true. It's just a cliche, but cliches are usually <laughs> cliches true. are great. The book <laughs> I'm actually writing is called Regurgitate. That, that's oh, literally the book. Right. And it's What's all it about nobody's invented anything. I mean, if you look at the big names like Tony Robbins, he's just regurgitating his own way. Jim Rohn and Jim Rohn, Earl Nightingale, all the way back to the Stoics. Right. So sure. that that's, you know, cliches are fine with me, brother. So yeah, yeah. you understand, how do you want your dash remembered? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date. How do you want Jonasson's dash remembered? So when I was teaching in Atlanta, I, I always, when I taught, I was using the Socratic method. Ask questions. Show students that they can get to the answers on their own. And one time I was teaching this very bright girl. In exasperation, she says, why can't you just tell us the answer? <laughs> Get there, enjoy it. <laughs> and so, I, I suppose what I'd like uh, like it to say is, um, he made us think. Wow, wow, that's awesome. In, I'm in favor of thinking. thinking. There's like, not enough I'm, thinking going on. That's <laughs> I'm thinking in this uh, the, this whole conversation, and it's making me level up as I'm sitting here trying to write as fast as the knowledge nuggets you're dropping. So, thank you again, man. Um, then, what keeps you up at night, Jonathan? Uh, aside from, uh, having caffeine too late in the day, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I'll catch myself at like two 30 in the afternoon and join a coffee. I'm like, man, they're just my early morning. For this later. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I think it's the, the illusion that I'm in control. Okay. Um, you know, the only thing we really have control over are our own choices and our own responses. We, we don't have control. We don't have control over um, <clears throat> over outcomes. You, you mentioned the DeLorean in, in Back to the Future. <clears throat> you remember the story of John DeLorean? Yes. He was the president mm -hmm. of General Motors, and he left to start this car company. And everybody said he's going to make a fortune. Yes. And it sure looked that way until it came a recession. Everything went south, mm. and uh, things did not end up so so well for him. You right. Know, he did everything right. Yes, sir. But. Events outside his control came along. Nothing he could have done. Right. So our job is not to achieve the outcomes. Our job is ultimately to, you know, in Judaism, we have this phrase, tikkun olam, the chances is repair the world. And people think that means go save the rainforests, rainforest, go save the whales. Um, it means I am the world that I'm responsible for. And my job is to 
perfect myself as best I can, to affect all the repairs to make myself into the best version of myself I can. I love that. I love that. So what would your definition of responsibility be then? Responsibility definition. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. I, I always thought responsibility was so self-evident. It didn't need to be defined, but the definitions are useful. Yeah. Um, uh, let me turn it around for a moment. Sure. Um, my definition of ethics, which is another word we don't really understand, but we use right, is the discipline of recognizing and taking responsibility for the impact our actions have on others. Yes, sir. And when it comes to responsibility, you know, you hear, you hear politicians all the time, right? I take responsibility for that. Well, yeah. And what are the consequences? Right. 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 Responsibility means that if something goes wrong, I'm going to do whatever's in my power to fix it. Love that. I love it. You know, my coach in, for a little bit and my, one of my mentors, you know, Rod Harrison said, responsibility is rooted right in the word itself. It's the ability to respond. Respond. I like you it. You know, I love that. And you mentioned we have control over our emotions and our responses. So right there is like my new definition for responsibility. I got Scott from you. So thanks again, man. So what do you think, Jonas, and people misunderstand about you the most? You know, the, the opening line of my TED talk is I am a religious fundamentalist. <laughs> and as I deliver that line with a, with a very sort of stern face and there is dead silence in the auditory. Right. <laughs> and then okay. I step forward, broke into a smile, said, I know that's a dangerous way to start a talk. <laughs> You and everybody thinking, man, if I, again, empathetically, I'd be looking through their eyes. I mean, some people probably didn't even understand what you meant by that, you know, and other people yeah. are like aghast. So like you got, so that, that's awesome. That, 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 that's awesome. And the so, best moment for me was when I finished and I came out and a woman intercepted me in the hall and she said, you know, when you got up on that stage, I knew exactly what kind of person you were. And I knew exactly what kind of talk you were going to. Uh, and you just blew away all my expectations. Thank you. And that was, that was priceless. Isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, we, we are so caught in our labels and our stereotypes. We don't actually see people. So you can be dev devoutly a uh, faithful person and still have a sense of humor and sure. still respect every human being, yes. regardless of their beliefs, lifestyles. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. So Jonas and, let, let's take out of the equation our computer, our cell phones, tablets. What are three things, people, places, or things, three nouns that Jonasen can't live without? That's what's my family. Love it. My community. And nature. It was quick and convicted. I love that. I love that. Hey, 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 time to shine today. Podcast varsity squad. We are back with my good friend, Jonasen. And Jonasen, we have a leveling up lightning round. You and I, I'm going to ask you five or six questions. You and I could easily, you and I, I know. I cannot wait to have coffee with you when I'm in St. Louis. If you drink coffee, well, you do drink coffee. Just, we won't drink it late. Um, you and I could talk an hour on each one of these questions, but you got five seconds with no explanations. You ready? You, you can oh. do it. I promise. Okay. You. Give it a shot. Right, here we go. Let's level up. What's the best leveling up advice Jonasen's ever received? Always have something insightful to say when you go into a gathering. 
love it. And you do that. You open the stage with that. It's beautiful. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, I get up at 5.30 every morning, get dressed, and I wear a tie every day of the week. Love it. So other than your own website, jonasandgoldson.com, and of course, timetoshinetoday.com, my shameless plug, what website do you like to go to to level up? Well, I'm I'm almost embarrassed to say this or surprised to say this, but I say YouTube. Love it. I say YouTube or Google. That's what I say when I was asked that. Aside from all the the garbage that's there, there is so much value that you can find. You can look for it and you're discerning. It's it's priceless. Absolutely. You know, I compete in jujitsu and for years and, you know, if I wish I had these videos now, I would have had so much more of my repertoire. (laughs) That's awesome. So you see me, you're like, man, Fergie's just not looking right. He's in his doldrums. So outside of your book, what book would you be handing me? Book of Proverbs. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Proverbs is the best. I read Proverbs every single day. Okay, there's 31 chapters, squad, and you know this. I did a whole podcast on it. 31 chapters. Most Some months have 31 days. So other than February and the other days they have 30, you have to read an extra chapter a day in the month. But, man, it's like I wake up every single day and read Proverbs. Every day, you know. So, so I have to it, send you a copy of my book on Proverbs. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to, to dig into that. Um, so when you text, you know, listen, what's your – most commonly used emoji? Uh, prayer hands. I love it. And don't lie to me on this, rabbi. All right. So if you could stay one age physically for the rest of your life, keep all the knowledge you've garnered and still continue, continue to gain knowledge, what age physically would you stay for the rest of your life? That, that is an interesting question. <laughs> Uh, I guess, I guess um, when I was in my early thirties, yes! uh, wait, not done yet. When I was in my early thirties, uh-huh. uh, I was diagnosed with a heart defect that had been undiagnosed from the time I was born. So uh, after they fixed that, then I was in better health than I'd ever been. So I'd say about 35. Love it. I love it. Thank you for saying that and being honest, because I'm 28 to 32. That's, that's my age where right now I'm still very active, but like in my squad and my friends know I'm exactly outside of here of this podcast. Like I am everywhere, but I wish I just had that energy physically at 32. Okay. So chess or checkers? Oh, uh, either. Yeah. I'm not really. either. either. <laughs> so is there a favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? Uh, yeah, it's called high lifelines. It's a, it's a camp for children who have serious, uh, medical conditions, uh, to give them, uh, you know, a joyful experience in spite of their circumstances. I'm going to tell my producer, get that, uh, that link that you just mentioned. So we can throw it in the show notes. Excellent. And last question, you can elaborate on this one a little bit, uh, but what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Well, might be the only thing that the decade's best for, but I'd say probably the 70s. 70s? Yeah. I love the 70s. It reminds me of going back. I was born in 72, so it kind of reminds me of going back to my mom and dad, you know, during that time, because just kind of growing up and dancing around <laughs> in there. So, so Jonas, how can we find you? 
Uh, my website's a good place, which is my name, Jonas Goldson, Y-O-N-A-S-O-N, G-O-L-D-S-O-N.com. And uh, very active on LinkedIn. So I encourage people to connect with me there. Yes, you are very active and it's fantastic. And Squad, he, he wrote a book. It looks like it dropped in October of 2020. I'm ashamed to say I haven't re- read it yet, but it's called Grappling with the Gray, an ethical handbook for personal success and business prosperity. And I'm going to give a free copy autographed by my good friend Jonas in here to the first person that puts in grappling Make sure they add grappling to either a Twitter comment, a YouTube comment, LinkedIn comment. If you put grappling in there, I'll know that you listened this far, and I will make sure that you get the hand-cocked version of my good friend Jonasson's book here, and I can't wait to dig into it as well. And Jonasson, I need you to do me one last favor, please. Can you please leave me with one last knowledge nugget? And the squad, one last knowledge nugget you want us to take with us, internalize, and take action on. Well, as long as you gave me that very nice plug for my book, um, I like to say there is no app for being ethical. No app for being ethical. <laughs> that no, is people, strong. That's strong. People, can, what's people that? confuse what's legal with what's ethical, and they're completely different. I and mean, when things yeah. are black and white, they're relatively simple, but most of life is grappling with those gray areas. Yes. And so you can't just follow the compliance rules. You just can't follow the laws. It's the spirit of the law. It's it's yes. the well, reading between the lines. It's uh, evaluating every situation individually that's going to bring you to the ethical conclusion if you want to, and if you develop that capacity to think ethically, see ethically, and act ethically. That's amazing. And and everybody, we've just gotten a free, that's F-R-E-E, masterclass, my good friend, Jonas and Gold, Goldman. I mean, he opened it with the sea, sky, and heaven. You know, that it, just go back and re-listen to how he opened this podcast. You know, and everything is a reflection of our spiritual truth. You know, he, he brings in ethics with an acronym for E is empathy, T is trustworthiness, H is humility, I is inquisitiveness, C is courage, and S is self-discipline. Fantastic. Dude, I, I learned so much from that squad with that. And then he finds blind spots in the people that he coaches up and levels up by listening. He's not only listening with his ears, but he's listening with his eyes. He's listening for your nonverbal actions. That's the kind of guy that my good friend Jonasson is. You know, he don't want you to get caught up in chasing success. He wants you to fulfill your potential we have in a way that contributes to a better world. You know, ask yourself what your unique talent is and align with your own purpose. I want you to slow down a little bit, still be progressive, still be ambitious, but enjoy that journey a little bit. You know, we only have control really over our emotions and responses. And our job is to be responsible for our own world. And if we make our own world good, it'll reflect on others to help them level up as well. And lastly, he said, there's no app for being ethical and that it's awesome. And Jonasson, you're awesome. You level up your health. You level up your wealth. You're a go-giver. You're always progressing. You've earned your varsity letter here at Time to Shine today. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Thank you, Scott. It has been a real pleasure. Awesome. Talk soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, 
please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.